In today's podcast, we're talking about intermittent fasting. This is a touchy subject for some, but we're going to talk about who it's for, who it's not for, and my main indicators of whether a diet is sustainable and worthwhile for you. Welcome to the Who Gives a Fit podcast. I am your host, Sam, and I take the BS out of all things exercise, nutrition, and health related. So let's just get right into it. Intermittent fasting. I'm just going to say right off the bat, this is not a diet that in this current moment, we're allowed to change our opinions over time. Absolutely. In this current moment, intermittent fasting is not something that I would prescribe to any of my clients, partly because most of my clients are female, but it doesn't seem like something that is worthwhile and makes sense to me that is worth trying. There are so many other things that will benefit you more. And and this will lead me right into the first point I talked about with what are my main indicators of whether a diet is sustainable, which means you can do some form of it long-term and worthwhile, like worth your time giving it a shot. And my my main thing there is thinking about Is this something that will give me a skill that I'm going to be able to use throughout the rest of my life? And when you think about intermittent fasting, maybe it would be helpful to give you an idea of what it is exactly. It's really just limiting your eating window when you consume food to a certain amount of time. For most people, the most common is fasting for 16 hours a day and then eating during an eight-hour window. So for most people, that looks like stopping eating at a certain time at night, then sleeping, obviously fasting during that time. I'm sure most of you are not eating while you're sleeping. And then (laughs) when they get up, they hold off with eating breakfast for a period of time to fit within that window. That's what it normally looks like. Now, if you think about it, what does that teach you? Nothing. It, it doesn't tell you like what nutrition you should be eating, what nutrients, like what foods. It just says only eat during this window and free for all, you know, whatever you want during that window. <laughs> and to me, that doesn't make sense as something that would be something that I want to implement into my life. There are so many reasons why and why not that I will go into, but that is kind of how we determine if a diet will be something worth trying for myself or my clients. Okay, so right off the bat, you can kind of see that I lean on the side of intermittent fasting not being something that's worthwhile and to each their own. But I'm going to go into why I feel that way, who it might be good for. So another reason that I don't love intermittent fasting, mostly in relation to women, is because cortisol in the morning is high. And in order to bring that down, which is important to maintain, you know, healthy stress levels. Stress levels are very important for 
making sure that we don't overeat and, you know, feel good throughout the day and not drained. So bringing those cortisol levels down is important and they are high when we wake up in the morning, especially for women. So eating brings those down. And if we are holding off from eating because we're fasting for fat loss, then that does not allow that cortisol drop to happen. And that can cause issues. Not saying that can cause issues for every single person, but it has shown to cause issues. Now, how intermittent fasting works, how people see fat loss from it, is simply because it creates a calorie deficit. That's it. And if you've listened to my other podcasts, you know that there are other ways to create a calorie deficit, meaning eating less calories than you're burning. You can do that through macro tracking. You can do that through hand portion food tracking. You can do that in various different ways. So potentially putting more stress on your body and putting yourself at higher risk by limiting the amount of time you have to eat simply to create a caloric deficit again, doesn't seem worth it to me. Now, for some people, it seems like much easier. Like I can just eat during this period and that's easy for me. Um, but what I've found is that, like I kind of mentioned before, this doesn't really guide you on what you can or can't eat. And not that we can or can't eat certain things. All food is food, you know, everything in balance. But a lot of times people who end up following this diet will stick to the period of restriction or, um, you know, fasting. Then when they are able to eat, they binge. And so like you can still get a lot of food in in eight hours if you're able to. And then they're like, why am I not losing weight? I'm doing this intermittent fasting. You don't always make the best choices if you're feeling like you're only allowed to eat during this certain period. It's the same mindset as if you're completely trying to cut out like carbs or completely trying to cut out like any sort of food that you enjoy on a regular basis. It's going to make you want that thing that much more and potentially binge on it down the line, which is why I'm always promoting having a balanced take on that. Um, 80, 20, 90, 10, if you're being more cautious with your treats, if you want to say it like that. But this again creates that restrictive mindset, which can lead to binges and also think about, this is another indicator for whether a diet is worthwhile to me, is think about your lifestyle and are there any types, are there any moments where you feel like that diet would not allow you to live the life that you want to be living? Now we have to make sacrifices at times. Sometimes we want two donuts and only one would really fit into our plan or maybe even not one at all for that day. And, and you have to save it for another time. That's okay. That's different. That's making decisions based on your health goals. What I'm talking about is if you like going out to breakfast with your family 
intermittent fasting is not going to cater to that lifestyle. If you like going out to drinks or whatever after 9 p.m., which I am in bed by then, but again, to each their own, (laughs) if that's something you enjoy or you like having a nighttime snack while you're watching a movie or something, but your cutoff window is 7 p.m. for eating, how much harder is that going to make it? to stick to that. And then you're going to be frustrated that you're not able to stick to it when really you just set yourself up for failure or having issues with this. So you really have to evaluate how these rules will fit into your life and if it's actually something you want to do because there are so many different options out there and you have to really consider if it's worth taking the approach that you are looking into. And then, of course, is this something that you're going to be able to do for a little bit of a longer period? That's something you have to consider as well. And then once you're done with fat loss, how are you going to get back to a normal lifestyle if that's something you're planning to do? You have to think about all of these things ahead of time. And make sure that it's actually the right path for you and isn't going to make you gain all of the weight back. Because I could absolutely see somebody intermittent fasting and then going back to a normal eating schedule and all of a sudden gaining 20 plus more pounds than they had before and being like, what the heck? I thought intermittent fasting was supposed to help me keep this weight off. No, (laughs) it's just like keto. It's just like all those other diets where... If you go back, you're going to struggle. So find something. I have found that macro tracking or hand portions teaches you about nutrition and helps you understand what you should be putting into your body. Not saying those are things. I absolutely do not think that people should be tracking macros to the gram every single day for the rest of their life. I think they should take the skills that are learned from that about the reading nutrition labels, how much protein you should get for different goals, all of that important information about fiber and, you know, what vegetables to eat. And you can take that with you and carry that into everyday life with just everyday knowledge. So those are the kind of diets that I promote. If I haven't made that clear already, (laughs) I'm, I'm not one for points with Weight Watchers or anything like that. So those are the things you need to consider. Now, I I can't just say like, oh, intermittent fasting is terrible, blah, 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 because there are two sides to every story. There are studies that show on both ends. And like I said, it really does show that women do have a harder time with it. But I know there are some women out there that strive on it. So it's really taking the information in the world about this topic and making it, maybe even testing it. I I always say there's nothing wrong with testing. Give yourself a month of trying it. And if you're feeling like you're not seeing progress or you're feeling more tired or anything like that, then stop. You can always test and readjust and move forward. But having this information up front will help you make an educated decision. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what benefits can be and then people who should overall usually avoid it. So there can be benefits of increased insulin sensitivity and then improved digestion, 
and then improved cognitive function, control of blood cholesterol and blood pressure, decrease of inflammation, decrease of oxidative stress, blood sugar control, and it can increase the levels of HGH, which is human growth hormone. There is some evidence to suggest that intermittent fasting is not as beneficial or safe for women in terms of insulin sensitivity. So one study showed improved insulin sensitivity in men, but it worsened for women. So going back to that, not the best for women, possibly, that might be something to consider. I have a list of clients who should avoid intermittent fasting, and I'm going to read that off to you. So if somebody has an autoimmune disorder, so PCOS, hypothyroidism, diabetes, um, if they have lost their cycle, females, or have any hormone issues at all, should be avoided. Women with fertility issues or who want to become pregnant, Women who are pregnant, you got to be eating all that food when you're pregnant, okay? Anybody who has a history of an eating disorder, like I mentioned, those restrictive behaviors can cause problems. Underweight individuals, anyone under 18, obviously we don't want to be promoting that lifestyle to kids. We want to build healthy habits. <laughs> um, anyone who's trying to gain weight, you would think that that makes sense, but not everyone would understand that because they don't know how intermittent fasting works. So if you're trying to gain weight, put on muscle, your intermittent fasting is not going to be for you. Um, if somebody is trying to optimize their training and can only train in the morning. So if you're not eating in the morning, it is ideal to eat before you work out. You need that fuel. Your body needs carbs to pull energy from in order to optimize your training Optimized training gets the best results. So eating before, even if it's something like a banana, some protein, um, some peanut butter, having something in your body is going to improve your training overall. So intermittent fasting would not cater to that. Somebody who's bulking, I kind of touched on this already. It would be harder, way harder to consume enough calories in a shorter period. And then if you're not getting enough sleep and over-exercising, so this kind of relates back to stress in the sense that your body's already under stress if you're not getting enough sleep and then not eating after that will cause additional stress. And then if you have a schedule that changes frequently and then you accidentally miss a meal during your window or you eat during your fasting window, that will can cause some issues there. That pretty much covers it for the most part. I am, I've done pretty good research on this and my overall opinion is it's not, not the greatest thing for most people. But like I said, there is usually, unless you're one of those people that I listed off that should avoid intermittent fasting, there is usually no issue in giving it a shot for a short period of time and seeing how your body responds and if it works for your lifestyle. I hope that this was helpful for you and laid everything out in a simple way that was easy for you to make a educated decision. And I would love for you to hit me up on Instagram at who gives a fit. Let me know what you thought 
And if you have any additional questions, I am there to help. That is all I have for you for today, and I'll catch you in the next one.